Tonight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to be talking about Punisher, Episode 6, The Judas Goat. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Alyssa Terry. And I'm Matthew Carroll. Well done, Alyssa. Thanks for the intro there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking over. Yeah, slowly but surely taking taking the reins of this podcast in your in your hands. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Episode six. Oh my goodness! So many things. So many things. So many emotions. I'm so mad. I'm like viscerally angry. Angry. Let's let's give that spoiler alert. Spoiler Wait. alert, everybody. Okay, I'm gonna count it down, and you're gonna have to do the spoiler this time. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Three, two, one. Billy Russo's. On board with Agent Orange. Not only that, we kind of knew that, but he's going to turn Frank over to Agent Orange, it looks like. It didn't look like that. That's crazy. Have you no faith in their friendship, their brotherhood? I had all the faith in their brotherhood. Yeah. I I believe that Billy Rosso is bad. I don't know why. I've just known it since the beginning. He's too attractive. He's far (laughs) far too attractive, far too rich, whatever you want to say. He wears them fancy suits, and them fancy suits just look like he's part of the devil's group um but he's a bad guy i figured that from the beginning but i thought the brotherhood was real and when he petitioned castle to like please 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 let me give you another social security number let me give you a fake name let me get you out of the country mm-hmm. i believed him i fully believed that maybe he was maybe he was in league with agent orange and maybe agent orange was putting pressure on him to like find and kill punisher but he with the love for Punisher that he had, was going to get him out of the country and get him away. Well, he had that big speech he gave with Curtis saying that he let him down once and he's not going to let him down again. Yeah. And what did he do? It looks like he's letting him down. It does look like he's letting him down, and I'm very upset about it. Yeah. It, I, you know, to be honest, I liked it better. I like the I like the story better. It, it, makes, it makes him a much more emotionally complex character if he's like... He's doing the bad thing, but he still loves his brother, you know? Mm-hmm. And now that he's just a bad, just straight up bad guy, he's almost too attractive to be just be a straight up bad guy, you know? <laughs> attractive people have to have some sort of redeeming qualities on TV. <laughs> or else, what are we all doing here? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just horribly upset by this, by this turn of events. Yeah. I knew it was coming, though. I knew that he was in league with Agent Orange, and here's why. Okay. From the beginning of this episode, we know Agent Orange saw Castle on the cameras last week. Right. Which we f- totally forgot to discuss yesterday. Um, but, uh, like you said last week, but last, last episode, in episode five, um, during, the, during the big woods battle, Agent Orange saw Castle on the cameras. Right, so on all those body cams. He got yeah. quite a good view of Castle. Quite a good view, right up his nose. <laughs> How um, can you not? So he knew Castle was alive. Uh, and then immediately after he finds that out, Billy Russo is on the, is on the radio giving his old... Yeah, calling out their code their for their code. unit or whatever. And I and I just immediately was like, oh, see, now I know he's in the league. Yeah. He's got to be getting in. Fr- I didn't know. I still believed that maybe he had loyalty to him. Maybe he was trying to warn him. Maybe he was trying to get him out of there, especially. 
I lo- it, it actually it brought me to tears a little bit when he was petitioning him to try to get him out of there because it's that classic bad guy thing where he he's a bad guy but he still has someone he loves and he right. still wants to save that one person yeah. even though he's a bad guy gives him complexity and motivation and depth but I guess not unless I'm we're gonna I guess we'll we'll find out but just, I think you're just you're definitely jumping to the he did the bad thing maybe. Maybe he didn't know that Agent Orange was there at the docks. Uh, he got in the car with him. Oh, pretty, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets in the car with Agent Orange like, and says he didn't show up. Uh, it looks like he's not coming. All attractive people look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were on your phone at that moment. Because I was like, because I did my little, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, I like, like made a face and like made a motion like, you got to watch this. I know. My attention span can't be wrangled sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it. Before I, I met it. you, TV was not a part of my life. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's true. Sometimes. It's true. Yeah. Can't blame you for that. Um, but what what else? What has happened this episode we need to talk about? Uh, we got we got some a lot more interaction between the Punisher and Micro's wife. And I think I think it's telling that the very first thing we see in this episode is the classic um, dream of Frank's. And this whole show has been dripping with dreams that Frank has. Almost every episode starts with one of his family. Right. And, and it seems like his family is now starting to extend to Micro and his family. Right. And, and it, yeah, that just, it was so sad to see him... Uh, dreaming about their two families having like a Thanksgiving dinner together. Mm-hmm. That was heartbreaking. That was really heartbreaking because it, it's not ever happening, Frank. Yeah. And and once Micro gets his family back, you don't necessarily have a place in that family. Yeah. Um, That's hard to envision. Yeah. Especially because it looks like uh, Micro's possibly got some jealousy issues. Yeah. That's something that I'm still a little unclear about. It's why is Frank visiting her? Because originally he said it was for leverage, leverage. against Micro. Yeah. Micro just saved your life in the woods. Mm-hmm. He just carried him to the van. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just proved himself. I would think, and it, it seems like they're really starting to trust each other. Yeah. It would, I would think that Punisher is no longer using her for leverage, but also they've never communicated about it again. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's like Micro doesn't know. It, if he's no longer using her for leverage, it doesn't seem like Micro knows that. Mm-hmm. Micro's not sure why he's going over there. Right. They're still building a relationship. It was interesting to see them both kind of drop their guard. You know, and they're eating the TV dinners together and they're sitting down and just kind of having a chat about... Or they're talking about uh, family dynamics. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about the, the way their sons act and how he's becoming a bully now. Uh, the one son's becoming a bully now. Yeah, and, and they were talking about like the, the roles that each spouse took on in the relationship. Yeah. And so it just seemed like kind of uh, like when you're starting to build and confide in a yeah. person, it felt like they had at least dropped some of their Contention. guard. And, yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're no longer... Uh, the whole like we're not we're not friends we're not hugging at the end of this we're just we're we're just allies because we have a common goal seems like that's over since right. he said since he saved him in the woods you know and then just seeing him like having him dream about the Thanksgiving dinner and it's I think that if Micro hadn't been present in that dream 
then I might have thought that maybe it was just like a mix-up of Frank's feelings and missing his family and sort of superimposing something he has for something he had. But the involvement in Micro in that dream yeah. sort of leads me to believe that Micro is sort of starting to be one of his close connections. Me too. I, I believe that too. But I'm, I'm still confused by why he's visiting Micro's wife. Unless Micro wants him to. Yeah. Uh, which, in an earlier episode, he said, you know, you do. You go take care of her. Help her with what she needs. So maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's maybe he's doing what Micro wants him to do. But it just there's not been enough communication on screen about that for it to not still feel a little invasive when right. he's there. I and Micro's watching and looking so jealous. Sort of part of what I'm thinking is, I mean, the he has a woman that he may or may not have any, you know, some semblance of a feeling or attraction to. And kids that he's feeling... Uh, sort of fatherly towards. Right, like, especially Leo. Yeah. When he's, like, helping her with the sink and helping her with the car. Like, yeah. he's and, building relationships with that family. Yeah. And the son uh, is, I think, reminding him of his own son. A couple episodes ago when he his son said the thing about, my dad goes there and kills a bunch of hajis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he grabbed his face and said, never say anything like that again. Right. Um that that I think that that sort of bully streak that was in his son, he's seeing that in right. this boy as well, and I think he's sort of connecting to that and wanting to do things. It's it's like he's getting a second chance with a family, but it's not his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just still I just don't know what it's gonna what's gonna happen. And in this episode, I was really worried that the wife was gonna try to kiss Punisher. I was too when she was like, "I'm gonna have another glass of wine." Yeah, I was like, "Don't you do it, girl." Yeah, but I mean, she thinks her husband's dead. It's been oh, a yeah. year or whatever. Oh yeah, I know. It would be totally not a problem f- from her perspective to give this man a kiss. Absolutely not. But she doesn't know this is her husband's new best friend, who is, uh, <laughs> or at least partner, mm-hmm. who is <laughs> being watched currently by that husband. Uh, so it's definitely a complex emotional situation mm-hmm. for all of them, and. <sighs> But Punisher is constantly impressing me with how emotionally competent he is. Mm-hmm. He seems like a rage monster <laughs> because of what he does, what his superpower is, which is just murdering a bunch of fools. Right. But every time he gets in a conversation with uh, with Micro's wife or Karen or or, or, or any of his friends, Curtis, um, he he's able to give really sound, emotionally intelligent advice, Mm -hmm. which is not expected from the Punisher. And I love it. I love that they let let him have that dichotomy where he's like the biggest of badasses who has no mercy on anyone, but he is is the rage monster. But he's also an emotionally intelligent human being, you know? Right. Well, he's also a calculated rage monster. It's like everything he does is... It seems to be thought out, well planned, most of the time executed. Like his his rage is generally at least pretty directed, directed in the right place. Right. Um, like there there have been times like when he punched Agent Orange and apparently busted his eye, which we also didn't talk about. Apparently, Agent Orange like lost an eye in that scuffle. Right. Uh, He's which got is that crazy. Weird blue. You that cloudy eye. Yeah, creepy eye. Um. Well, uh, like in that situation, I don't think he was thinking at all. There was no, like, that was just pure rage. But that was also just the be- that was the beginning. Yeah, maybe that was the kind of the birth of the Punisher. I think he spent a lot of time alone mm-hmm. and had a lot of time with his feelings that he apparently 
at least, you know, spent some time on. Or maybe he was just, like, kind of a wise dude before the war, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, that's kind of what I get out of it. I feel like he he's able to switch back into his normal father, fatherly, husbandly like role of like a a good man and a good advice giver and a wise dude. Like, and I think I love that that he's both of those things. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um. What? Let's see. We had some interaction with the the young man, the blonde kid. Oh yeah. Who got arrested? That that was crazy. I encountered that kind of police officer almost every time I encounter a police officer. And right. it makes me so upset. Yeah. Um, when I know I'm doing something lawful, right. and I tell the police officer I'm doing something lawful, and they tell me, well, I told you to do something different, so you have to do what I say, that makes me, there's nothing that makes me madder than that. I know. It makes I've, me, like, want to stand up to them and get arrested over it. Like, I just... I know. I've seen it once. Yeah. You've I've seen, seen you encounter that police officer once before. Yeah, and I, it's happened to me a number of times, and yeah. I normally just back off and go away, but... I know. Oh, my god, Because you're totally a teddy bear, but... It makes me so mad, though. <laughs> I know. And I can totally... And especially from that guy's perspective, um, it made him so mad, and then he... Uh, <laughs> he directed that anger in a, in a bad place. Uh uh, but 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 he he he's coming from a place where he fought to protect the rights right. of people, and now his rights are being trampled on right by this you know cop who is in the wrong, like straight up in the wrong. He's absolutely uh, just so makes me so mad. He's given up so much to fight. Yeah. Like he's given up his time. He's given up relationships. He's given up his psychological stability. Mm-hmm. And then over you know something completely lawful. He knew like he knew the law. He wasn't making assumptions. He was reciting it. This is what we're doing. This is why we have the right to do it. Yep. And that police officer just, you know, basically was like, I am the law. Yeah. You listen to me. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're making things up as you go along. That's not how the law works. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the law right now. Oh, did you reach for my gun? And that's just, mm. uh, that's... it makes me so mad. It makes me yeah. so mad. Um, I've never obviously had it happen to that level where someone pretended... Like, I reached for their gun. Yeah. But I've definitely had, like, police officers just, like, tell me that exact thing. Like, oh, no, I said it, so it's the law. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's not how the law works at all. Anyway, it makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah, that scene was, it was so, it was hard to watch on so many levels. Because you've got, on one on one hand, like, just this, like, disappointment and anger with the country he's, or this man, maybe, specifically, that he's fought for. And then watching his mentor, guidance, yeah, friend, slip away, just kind of say like, you know what, let's yeah. let's walk away, and just didn't stand up for it. Didn't mm-hmm. he was sort of cowardly in that moment? Oh yeah, for he, sure. He didn't, he didn't even stick around to witness. Yeah, and then which is the least. It's not that hard to just stick around and be like, didn't. It's, it's insane to that this kid's in a, in a precarious position. He so it's by the end of the episode, he's now murdered. His mentor guy. Yeah. Um, and and Curtis bailed him out of jail. And so now I think he's understanding that this guy who was leading him astray was leading him astray. Mm-hmm. And, and even when he stabbed him the first time, I think it was totally self-defense. The guy grabbed the knife and went for him. For sure. I mean, he did punch the guy first, but that's like a punch is a little different than swinging a knife at someone. That's not a um, deadly weapon, I guess, unless you're the punisher. Yeah. He can punch people to death. Uh, or the Hulk. Um, 
so 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 he punches him. The guy swings a knife at him, and in self defense, I think he turns the knife and stabs him. Mm-hmm. But I and think then, he broke. And he broke right at that moment, and I think it was his him breaking, but also him knowing how to kill from the battlefield and just being like, "This is how this works," and just starts stabbing. Mm-hmm. And it was like his his other battlefield self took over and he just starts stabbing and stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. Um, and that's super, it's just super sad because I think Curtis is doing everything he can to help this kid turn his life around. And I don't see a way of him. I don't see a way out. Uh, out now. Like now he's just gone too far mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll see what happens yeah, to him. Yeah. Mm. His story has been hard to watch. It's For just sure. been hard. Yeah. I, I think it's very much supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, poor kid. I really like. I really feel for him. Um, anyway, I think that's about all we've got for this episode. What did Madonna do this episode? She just had lots of sex she with had so much Billy sex. Russo. Uh, yeah, which has been. I mean, the Netflix Marvel series have been pretty um, sensual in places. Yeah, but I think this is some of the the no, no nudity yet, but some of the like most sensual sex like i like how they conveniently bound her breasts for oh yeah no reason yeah, yeah. Her, her breasts are brown her breasts are, her blue her breasts are bound in one scene and the next scene she just happens to hold her breasts exactly across the nipples <laughs> through the entire sexual encounter um just like for like a good two minutes on screen she just got an exact bar like a like as if her hand is a censored bar like just holding it directly over her nipples that was pretty funny um, Girls are born with that skill, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally. Tr- I mean, locker rooms, just immediately <laughs> hand up. It's like a reflex. Yeah, but I don't know. Not in that encounter, I wouldn't think. <laughs> no one's even on that side of the bed. <laughs> anyway. Don't act so disappointed. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> it's all good. I got to see Billy's butt, though. <laughs> Woo! I didn't. I, I didn't look at it. What? Couldn't do it. You missed out. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to our coverage of The Punisher uh, episode six. Man, we're almost halfway through this thing. And if I know my... Uh, this was a big turn, but I was so far the Netflix series, on episode six or seven, they kind of close off a big part of the first storyline and kind of enter the second half. Mm-hmm. And so I'm expecting big things from this next episode. We got a big reveal this episode. I'm hoping for big things for episode seven. Yeah, me too. Punisher needs to find out about Billy. Um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like now Billy is our big bad, even though Agent Orange is obviously the boss. I think Billy is going to be... You know the analog, like he's the anti-Punisher. You know, mm-hmm. he's the he's the guy with the same training who worked with him, who now has to go up against him. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm feeling. All right, everybody, thank you so much. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, thank you to Alyssa Terry for being our guest host this this week this this evening again. I know it's because best. you're holding. Punisher hostage for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't watch Punisher with her unless we cast about it. And so she's like, well, I want to watch more Punisher. I guess I'll do a cast. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. You've yeah, been, absolutely. You've been wonderful. Thanks for watching Punisher um, with me. Absolutely. This may be one of the last ones. I think Jess probably back in town tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but. Well, he better be able to handle this speed. That's I right. I would like to watch Punisher more. That's right. I'm with you. Um, well, guys, we'll be back. Every day this week with another Punisher drop. Uh, if you want to see the more of them faster, 
Uh, go over to patreon.com slash mcucast and subscribe. Pledge a couple bucks or a buck a week to the cast to support your favorite podcast, right? I mean, it's your favorite podcast. Come on. It's my favorite podcast. Thanks, Alyssa. You don't listen to podcasts. Um, <laughs> I support this one, though. <laughs> But if you support, you get the episodes as soon as we record them. So basically, um, if you're listening to this episode, episode 6, we've probably already dropped episode 10 or 11 over on the Patreon by now. I'm kind of having to guesstimate because we're staying a few ahead over on the Patreon, and we'll be done um, probably within the first week of this Punisher thing being out. So uh, if if you're wanting to get ahead of where we are, uh, on this feed, just go subscribe on the Patreon. Join the subscribers over there. There's some other cool rewards. Uh, if you read the different reward levels, they're pretty neat. Uh, and we'll be uh, dropping more Punisher tomorrow in the normal feed. So check it out. Episode 7 coming at you tomorrow. Thank you very much for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com. Call us at 573-CAST-MCU if you want to leave a voicemail. Or you can support us at patreon.com slash mcucast. Thank you so much. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until next time, true believers. Yeah. <laughs>